0: Hey guys, and thank you for finding your way to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and this show is about Morgellons facts. Uh, That is to say, what has been able to be demonstrated uh, for scientific purposes. So, if you hear me saying something about Morgellons disease on this show, it's got to be coming from the scientific world. It's been published in a prestigious journal And the science, the experiments that went into producing that data are repeatable. So, if you're looking for factual information about the Morgellons disease condition, welcome to our show. Hi, and welcome back to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and well, we're always doing the corrections, aren't we? I think I said maybe that Otzi the Iceman was 6,300 years old. Bastard is only 5,300 years old. My bad. Wanted to talk also uh, the 20th anniversary of my dad's passing is coming up tomorrow. Uh, he was 53 years old. He definitely suffocated to death right here in the house. I definitely had to carry his body out of the house and put it in the hearse because the porch was too narrow to get a stretcher up the stairs and so that's why I take COVID-19 especially seriously. I don't think it's a plan. I think people's lungs have definitely shut down and I see people who at one point thought it was a joke and then after they go through it they're like it ain't no joke. So look we don't have a handle on who's going to have lung issues we don't have a handle on really how to mitigate those issues, except of course, recently a study out of the University of South Carolina demonstrates that injecting THC in the murine model can prevent acute respiratory distress syndrome, an often fatal complication from COVID-19. And this is some great news. I think I think definitely marijuana can save a lot of lives out there. But people have to be able to have safe and legal access to it to be able to know if, hey, this is actually going to make a difference, an improvement in my disposition. We got science coming out saying that THC can prevent colon cancer. So if you're passionate about this issue like I am, check out the Americans for Safe Access. I think that's a commendable organization. And what they're doing is just trying to ensure that patients, people who need access to marijuana for medical reasons, can get that access without having to worry about being shot up, getting moldy product, getting something other than marijuana, being arrested, spending time in jail having their kids taken away. Come on guys, it's 2020, and we're getting ready to roll on over into 2021. The science is there, marijuana saves lives. Hey, today I also wanted to talk about this passage in this review of the literature, a history of Morgellons from delusion to definition. Absolutely one of my favorite papers to pull knowledge from regarding Morgellons disease, factual knowledge about Morgellons disease, because the things that go into these studies can be repeated by other scientists from around the world independently. There is significant overlap in the array of symptoms that may accompany LD, MD, and mental illness, thus complicating the diagnosis. In theory, patients who do not have MD but are delusional could think they have MD if they have had exposure to the topic through the internet or other means. To complicate the diagnosis further, MD patients may exhibit neuropsychiatric symptoms and may have psychiatric diagnosis such as bipolar disorder, attention deficit disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and schizophrenia. Therefore, many MD patients may have psychiatric comorbidities and, in some cases, patients may have been misdiagnosed with a psychiatric illness that they do not have. Some MD patients may have false beliefs that are not delusional in origin, Lack of scientific knowledge can cause patients to misinterpret symptoms such as the presence of filaments and sensations of formication as worms, arthropods, or other infestations. In addition, MD lesions are sticky and arthropods or artifacts can adhere to exudate, and patients may incorrectly believe these external factors are associated with the dermopathy. So there's a lot to unpack in just that one paragraph right there, but let's break it down. The first thing it says is that, Morgellons disease patients, because they're dealing with an infection that often infects the brain, often have psychiatric comorbidities. I mean, they could present as being depressed, have the attention deficit disorder. I know a lot about that. They could have the obsessive compulsiveness. I mean, but the thing is, is that if they get appropriate antibiotic treatment and eradicate that infection from the brain, then those issues often subside. So psychiatric comorbidities can be treated with antibiotics and don't always have to be resulted to psychotropics, which in many cases make the situation much, much, much worse. Another thing it says here is that some patients may have false beliefs about Morgellons and they may have seen something online about Morgellons and started to believe it when in fact there's no basis behind it and that it's just presented as sensationalism. A lot of people hijack the term Morgellons and affix it to their personal cause regardless if that's associated with Morgellons or not and so the facts often become misconstrued in that environment and a patient can become lost in trying to determine what the facts are. In this case, the patient isn't delusional, they just have a mistaken belief. Now, when the patient is presented with the evidence that Morgellons is a specific condition of embedded filaments and skin tissue, and if the doctor looks at their skin with a microscope and does not see these filaments, then I think it, the onus is on the doctor to tell the patient that they don't have Morgellons disease so that that patient understands what Morgellons is and can tell his friends on the Internet. But instead, and I'm going to post a link to this paper here, Morgellons is being used as a rapport enhancing term to establish a relationship with the patient. So the doctor will say, oh yeah, 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 I see those sores, you've got Morgellons. Here, take these antipsychotics. And that's not right. I mean, because if this patient doesn't have Morgellons, they don't need to be going on the internet telling everybody they do. Because that person who doesn't have Morgellons and has the mistaken belief that they have Morgellons will go on there and tell everybody everything they heard online about Morgellons and tell them with full force that their doctor said that they for sure have it. That's wrong. That's got to stop. Doctors have to start telling patients, no, they do not have Morgellons. It's a real condition and it needs to be addressed responsibly. Last thing that we hear about in... This paper is that arthropods can often affix themselves to exudate inside lesions. But that doesn't mean that Morgellons disease is associated with infestations. Inside this same periodic review of the literature is the evidence that Morgellons is not associated with parasites. So, quite a quite a bit to unload in just that one paragraph, and I hope you guys take some time to read through it yourselves. I also hope that you take some time to reach out to me, send me a message, let me know. And I want to thank everybody who has already reached out, who's contacted me, sent me a donation. You know, that's what makes this our show. So, if you guys are interested in hearing anything in particular about Morgellons disease, let me know. We'll see what we can do, put something together. All right, guys, hope you enjoy your week, and uh, we'll see you soon.